because you sometimes just kind of reach that point, you know, after dealing with it, you know, it's like, first off, it's like, okay, I'm a little irritated. I'm a little irritated. And then it just builds up to that point where you're like, Ray finds an imbruge with the phone. Like, it's an inanimate object. You're an inanimate fucking object. You just like reach <laughs> that point. And sometimes when people throw that thing at you, like, it's an inanimate object. You can't help but just get a little like, fuck you. You're taking the inanimate <laughs> object side. I, I kind of get that at times. You know, there are times where like, yeah, maybe I'm over. Maybe in like you get that post nut anger clarity where you just get like, okay, maybe I was overreacting. But really in that moment, it's like, oh, so you're, you're taking the computer side. That's what it is, right? You're taking the robot's fucking side. <laughs> well, and I feel it's definitely a man thing to do to have this explosive volcano anger at electronics or a motor or any of that kind of stuff and then like five minutes later you're totally good <laughs> like like i'm sorry i called you an inanimate object <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of those ones like like sometimes i just I, I think that like you know like you know girls and women would see that happen i don't think they can understand that primal rage of like you know, you just get to that point where just all hell is broken loose. And why is it not fucking working? Damn it all the hell. And you start screaming and shaking your hands as you're yelling up towards the sky. Like for some reason, you know, some fucking god of yield and days has like cursed you on this. Like you're on the adventure of Odysseus and you said something wrong at one point now. And now the fucking trip is just totally ruined. Or that fucking guy that opens the bag of wind, you know. Now that Wi-Fi is not fucking working and you had like a fucking work call you had to make or some shit like that. And I think that it's one of those things like women totally can have that anger. They can totally get to that boiling point like anybody. But I think that there's just something about like when it's like technology. I think it's in compartmentalized. Car- car- uh, ah, I can't even talk right now. It's late over here. Um I think it's like in different aspects and I'm not going to say, well, men are this way, women are that way. But I honestly do think men do probably get more explosively mad at like technology and shit. And for people who are watching the video version of this, if you're wondering why my thing looks slightly different, um, I was having computer trouble and it, well, it's not the end of the world. It will fix eventually, but right now I'm in computer trouble. So I'm just doing this on my iPad and we are talking about like how like, you just reach that fucking point of like an ape from 2001 Space Odyssey. You go, rah, rah, just like full on, just like chimp rage, you know? Just, just you're ready to club anything and everything around you for that brief moment. The point where you kick a couch over and you, you just like all this stuff. And what I always think about is, would my life technically be easier without electronics sometimes? You know, maybe not just like every single one, but there's, there's a good amount that like, if there's one thing in life that puts me over the edge, it's, it is when something like, you know, you're, especially when you go to use something, you're like, okay, it worked 100% fine last, 100% fine, doing great. And then you go to use it, and the next thing you know, you're spending like 45 minutes trying to get it to work back to where it, it was before, and now all these great plans you have are pretty much all out the window at this point. I think that, I don't know, I feel like it's a give and take. I think in these moments like today or tonight, because, you know, I just got back from work. I was ready to be like, let's record, let's be funny. And then just like, motherfucker, <laughs> it won't start or whatever, you know. And um, I think in those moments, you're like, you know what? I can just 
you know, you just wait for like the lights to go out. Like at last my time, you grab a spear and jump out the window or something. No, no. I think like we all wish we could do that, but really if, if the lights went out you're like, Oh boy. Oh no. This is Spotify coming back. You know, I, I honestly think we all think like me and life would be so much easier without computers. I'm like, maybe in some aspects like we'd have to get it'd probably take a good couple years to get used to like not pulling it out like pull pulling it out to look up whatever or watching oh let me show you this funny video that'd probably get a minute get used to that but i mean maybe in time it might be better but right now i don't know i mean it also kind of keeps me in contact with a lot of people so it is what it is you know yeah, well, no, I'm not saying there's not a bunch of good stuff. Of course, I think there's actually the good 100% outweighs the bad, like, and a ginormous landslide to it. But it is that one I think about, I'm like, I don't feel like I get necessarily nearly as angry at, like, other stuff. You know what I mean? It's like, it's not like you take, you don't just get ultra frustrated at your workout equipment. You don't get ultra, like, frustrated at, like, you know, Maybe just like some inanimate object, you know, like a, you know, a shelf or something, unless it's a shelf that's made cheaply, but, <laughs> you I know, like one time, like when this is, this is just, um, I was like, I don't know, I was working on like some cheap shelf I bought from Walmart and I was building it and I was partway through and it was just a very cheaply made shelf. And at some point, like the thing kind of like, I, I don't remember what happened, but it just wasn't properly made in the right way and it just kind of like part of it kind of collapsed in and i just like fuck it what's the point where i could have like probably salvaged something of it so i just intentionally just like fucking broke it over my knee <laughs> knocked it over to be fair i also just got out of a relationship at that time so there's some probably other shit going on there you know and i was probably <laughs> in my early 20s at the time so there's probably at the same time there's that point where you're just like it's not working so what's the fucking point of even having it and i, I guess this is a long way of me saying like I'm trying to get this shit out of the way because I, I have I do have a bad temper when it comes to just like technology and that kind of shit. But I also got to be better about that kind of thing because um, I got a kid on the way now. So you can't be like, you know, being like going all like 2001 chimp crazy every time <laughs> the fucking computer doesn't start up or something like that, you know? Well, the, the, the kid will be, have his friends. I'll be like, well, there, there's his dad over there. Don't don't mind him. <laughs> <laughs> He, you can't get his podcast going, and uh, it's best we don't bother him when he's doing that. <laughs> Your dad's got a podcast, yeah. Don't listen to it. Don't listen to it. You know. Yeah, don't don't he's tell anybody in school about it. I'm like, don't just don't. <laughs> you know, but um, yeah, no, it is that thing. You know, there is the one thing though that like some people don't understand too. Like when you get the ultra frustration though, but then you finally solve that problem and even though you were yelling and swearing and cursing the old gods and all this stuff there when you finally solve it you have that feeling of like aha i have taken it down and i have conquered it and now it will do my bidding i am the master here you know you get this one glorious moment feeling that like it's like that rush sometimes is almost worth all that pain and suffering you had to go through to get there (laughs) yeah yeah kind of like it's not the same thing but it feels like a greater feat than what it really is it's like when you're chasing around a fly in your house and you're high it's kind of like that you think you just fought a fucking dragon but like <laughs> I, 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 would, I would not know what that is I, I just know that, that was a really boring uh, Breaking Bad episode is what I remember that as <laughs> <laughs> 
That was like one of those ones I ever watched the episode. Like that was the stupidest fucking episode. Like. <laughs> I mean, at least it didn't have the side characters that I hate, like the retarded son, or like the bad wife, or the bad wife's sister, or any of those other ones. At least I can at least give it credit there. But it was just like one of those ones, like somebody got a little too creative last night and uh, had had an idea to save a couple of bucks on a season. Well, related to something, um, kind of related to Breaking Bad, kind of um, sub. Breaking Bad, I don't know, you, might, you probably don't hate the actor, but a character you hated in Breaking Bad is going to be in the Sonic 3 movie. They haven't said who she's playing yet, but she's going to oh, be is it the it. wife? No, it's the... Um, the, the wife's the sister? Girlfriend. The girlfriend who's um, who ODs. Oh, oh, yeah, I don't like that character either, but there's a lot but of characters she, I don't like in Breaking Bad. Unless it's like Walter White, you know, or the Chicken Man or something like that. Like, he's about the only characters that like were You're solid. like the only person who I know who's like... Breaking Bad is so fucking mid. You're the only person I know who doesn't like Breaking Bad. I know. That's people tell me they're like, oh, that's like the best show ever. I'm like, half that show is really good. I'll 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 say half that show is really good. Then there's another half that sucks. <laughs> and so like you're kind of having to put up for it. You're like you're it you just wait until it gets back to Walter White because that all that stuff's great. If it's Walter White doing some cool gangster shit, then it's great. The show's amazing. But then it's like it'll get to all the other stupid side characters. You know, and even Jesse at the end, he's, he starts becoming such a bitch. You're like, dude, just fucking put him down. <laughs> bring, bring in that Irish boy. That Irish boy at least is willing to work. Yeah, that dude's a full-on fucking man now, Jesse Clemens. <laughs> he looks like, he looks like Matt Damon. <laughs> he's just, he's like, now, now he's like in fucking, um, he's in like, it's kind of funny when you see that guy who is just like, the kid in Breaking Bad who is like the weird, awkward, creepy guy, and now he's like going to fucking Leo and um Killers of the Flower Moon, like, listen here, boy. Like, oh god damn. The tables <laughs> have turned. Fucking you know. Jesse Clements is telling about, like Leo what time it is? Shit. <laughs> you know. It's also it's well, it's like Anthony Go ahead. I was gonna say, well that's like the classic Anthony Michael Hall thing. He's in the Breakfast Club as the nerdy guy, you know. And whatnot, and then weird science, and so on. Then it's like next thing you know, he he's the bully to, in Edward Scissorhands, <laughs> and he's all jacked, and he's like gained like six inches. That's him. Yeah. Jesus, I didn't know that. Guess... Well, and then from that point on, he just played. He played all those like you know tough guy roles and so on, like that. <laughs> just comes back. You find out Jed Nelson just starts playing a bunch of soft boy roles or some shit like that. People with acoustic guitars. I don't think he did. I don't know what Jed Nelson did after Breaking after after Breaking after Breakfast Club, but I'm sure you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of those. I know he's, he's in like a there's like a couple movies that I I can't think off the top of my head, but I know I've seen of him kind of post them. But like that was kind of it. It's just like '90s came fade out. <laughs> That's what happens sometimes. I mean, you can't keep it going forever. I remember there was that point when we were younger because there'd be the actors we grow up with. And then you would like, just kind of like, I don't know, you, you'd like, why are they stopping in them movies? You kind of look back long enough like, oh, this actor right here was only in a lot of movies in the 70s. Oh, this actor right here was only in a lot of movies in the 60s. You get those multi-generational actors that last. But they're like, oh, it is probably more common than not for this actor to pop up a lot in one decade and just have bit parts from TV shows and a couple movies here and there throughout the, the rest of their career. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It's just a very common theme. It seems more common than, well, than like a Leo or a Brad Pitt or a Will Smith. Well, it, it goes for like a lot of things. This goes for like just many of kind of, I guess you would say celebrity slash even like business kind of things is it 
a lot of times there's like a 10-year glory period that a lot of times people will have. And then past that point, it might not be that they're not working, but they're just not they're They're now like into like a minor role or they're doing voiceovers or they're doing kind of like parent characters, like, you know, for a couple scenes in movies and so on like that. You know, I think the same thing. It's like you see that with like wrestling, too. It's like the guys will have like a, a 10 year real strong stretch. And that's why I think some of those guys like The Rock was like, that's all you're going to get is that 10 year stretch. So I'm going to make sure that I jump ship and go somewhere else once that time kind of comes, you know. But then there will be those people like that, that go the distance and like, you know, be like a Ric Flair who is still like wrestling up to his 70s. Well, I feel like most by this point, I feel like most wrestling, not all, but most wrestling is kind of like an audition for film later. You know, it's kind of like, let me show I can do this because how many big wrestlers actually became successful movie stars after the fact, you know, so it's yeah. kind of more common now. But um, I almost think because, you, you know, I, but I. So I think that sometimes they just read the writing on the wall. Like, I don't want to be like fucking getting hit in the face with a fucking chair for tilt for this long. So what what can I do where I can still like, yeah, be buff and be in good shape, but you know. Yeah, no. Well, it's like, even nowadays I was just, I was watching the Royal Rumble like a couple weeks ago and it's like, it's amazing. Cause it's like, it almost feels like there's just like, it just circulates through so many characters. I know you don't watch wrestling, but so I'm not going to get into specifics here, but. So you know, is Royal <laughs> Rumble basically like the Super Bowl equivalent or something or. No, that's WrestleMania. Royal Rumble is the one where it's like, it's like, they'll have like 30 guys coming into the ring, like every minute and a half until like, oh. there's only one guy left standing, you know, and they have, they have with the girls too. And, um, it's one of those, there's like a handful of people that kind of stick around. You're like, okay, those are cool. And then there's just so many people just like fresh face. It's like, they'll be gone in like two years. And I know that's probably how exactly it was back in the day too, you know, but it just feels like it's almost like one of those ones like, you, like nowadays it's like you go to wrestling school, you know, you, you hang off the rest of the kids, you go on the WWE for a little bit, NXT, you, you know, you do your thing, you, you, you make up your goofy character like it was like a theater class and then uh, on to the next person. I imagine there's sometimes that thing is wasn't like they almost later developed their characters because didn't Rock start off as a good guy and he was like a whole Hawaiian themed character, but no one took him seriously. So he's like, fine, fuck you, I'm gonna be the bad guy. And then he eventually became, you know, can you smell the Rock's cooking? Became all edgy, did the eyebrow thing, and then and then he did the rundown, and then the mummy or the mummy returns first, I believe, yeah, yeah, and just kind of let out of let out of it that way slowly. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's kind of how it was. It's like, well, a lot of those ones, it's like somebody comes in and it's like, okay, we want you to be this character. And you're like, well, I'm not really comfortable doing this. It was like The Rock. It's like, he's like, I'm not, I'm not really just a smiley type guy, even though ironically he is kind of nowadays. But back then it's just like, he's like, let, let me do something different. Because, you know, he'd go out there doing that. And that was right in the Attitude Era where it was like, fuck the baby face. We want the, we want the anti-hero guy. We want the guy who's going to drink beer and kick his, you know, boss in the nuts. Just a thing, just kind of like, okay, we got the we got we got a character for you, kid. Like some guy's been training his whole life. He's jacked. He's like, you know, twenty four, prime of his life, just ready to fucking go, ready to be like the next, like, uh, I don't know, John Cena. I, I don't know him like you do, but he's he's just ready to fucking go. I'm like, okay, but we got a character for you. Like, all right, what's the character? The moist boy what you're just really moist you're just wet all the time and you always look like you're kind of scared and kind of nervous like i i don't know if i can do that your whole thing is you're so slippery you slip right out of the grip and they gotta just chase you around the fucking like the stage and that that's more of what it is and like is, is there another way we can another angle we can come at this you know 
<laughs> the funny thing is, is that... BOIs to reach out to them to, to all the kids to, to, to all the zoomers out there <laughs> it's it, that you know a character like that is really not that far off because there there is like a lot of just like dumb gimmick characters where you're just like okay that that that's what you're going with you know and as, as i said the, the weird thing about nowadays is because nowadays i feel like it it has sort of like not everything but it's, it's attracted like sort of a different thing so you know back in the you know it seemed like from like you know literally the 90s on backwards even 2000s on backwards i'll say um it just felt like okay here's like the biggest toughest guys coming together or the most athletic and so on but now it does have that feeling like okay here's a goofy nerdy person coming in here and you know they got a weird costume on and all this kind of stuff and uh you know it's just like it's a, they went to the renaissance fair last weekend and now they're going to join the wwe <laughs> You, you, you just get some like, ones where it's just like, like, like I, I almost am having a hard time believing this guy's actually, you know, you, you got to suspend the disbelief a little bit. How is this guy going to be like, you know, champion here? I like there to be like the disappointed dad themed character. Like he's just like a guy in his like late sixties. He's not like in the best shape, but he's got that kind of like, just like big gruff kind of dad strength you know yeah he's kind of flabby but you know he's got some of that raw dad strength and he just kind of like he comes in the easy boy and he has maybe like four people on each side just kind of bringing him in like he's a pharaoh <laughs> or something like that <laughs> he's, he's drinking beers and he chucks them at like like the audience yeah. <laughs> he's got like a tv remote in the other hand <laughs> so there's no yeah. tv in front of him he just like and like for the first you know for a while he's like oh who's this old man trying to get out of his getting off his ass and immediately this guy knows like the things that are just gonna like destroy him he says like samantha never called you back did she you ever wonder why you know <laughs> like he just knows somehow all like their deepest like like not not their character like them the actor you know like just like you know like wow you let bethany get away didn't you like what is <laughs> That's not the line. Oh no, but no, you you crossed the line a long time ago. You know that. You know that. Summer of '85. Come on now. You know what you did. Like, what's my fault? It wasn't my fault. That you always say, always running, always running. No matter how, no matter what you do, no matter how many faces you sit on, no matter how, no how many like suplexes you do, it's not going to change what you did, boy. And like, stop it, stop it. Just like, just like shames him down. <laughs> he doesn't even fucking fight. If it this time, maybe like when he actually gets out of his chair, maybe that's where he just has that raw, just like not even like a like a punch, like a big old backhand to the face or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the idea that he's also he's, he's just wearing just like he's got like a wife beater on that's all stained and then he's got just funky old sweatpants funky sweatpants socks that don't match you know <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> oh but yeah no there's still cool cool moments and stuff in throughout stuff there but um but yeah it, it's weird how like it is like a different ball game of all kinds of stuff you know it was interesting you, you know the guy CM Punk right Sorry, know, kind of sorry. He was on a Ke he was on a Kevin Smith podcast many years ago. Well, whatever. He had like his first wrestling match back again in like ten years, and I was just like, "Damn, that guy looks really old." He used to be like a boy. It seemed like not too long ago, and now now he's just this grizzled old man. It looks like somebody's father just came out to wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably yeah, like two years older than us, which is even the, which is the weirder part when you think of it like that way. <laughs> well, that's what ten years does to you, you know. So. 
Yeah. I, I it's one like of those I, ones where you, you see that you're like, oh, well. I feel like I'm I'm not I'm not saying this to toot my own horn. Like uh, I feel like I'm kind of aging somewhat gracefully. I mean, I'm still in my 30s. I'm not 40 yet or anything. But at the same time, like I feel like when it happens, it's gonna be just like sometimes you look at like <laughs> sometimes you look at like some like Asian woman and they look like they're like 24 until like they're in like their like early 40s and then suddenly they hit like they hit like. 52 it just boom just goes down you know not yeah. all not all but i'm just noticing that sometimes it just like comes in out of nowhere you know well that's that's almost like black guys too they, they could be looking like young 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 and also they just get gray hair it's like whoa what happened man you, you look like you just aged overnight yeah we're just like that's the only thing that really changes beyond that like yeah like there's the whole there's the whole phrase like black don't crack like yeah that's true you don't really see you don't you don't, you don't see the wrinkles coming it's just the hair really yeah, exactly. But well, I, I know that myself too. When you look at kind of other people that like you, you kind of know, and like maybe if you run into somebody from like you know back in you know school days and so on like that, and you go, oh, that person looks way way older than I do. Wow, that's interesting. <laughs> I imagine once maybe the kid is here, and then I have the stress of being a dad and all that kind of shit. Maybe that's for just like start losing this hair. A little balding spot, not balding spot, but I have a little, not balding, but a little thinning spot, just a small little thinning spot right here. That just might go straight bald as soon as like the kid, by the time the kid's two, for all I know, you know? Just start looking like F is for family, dad. Yeah, just be Bill Maher, Bill Burr's. Push that fucking wall! I'm gonna put you right <laughs> through the wall, damn it! <laughs> just the best line in that show, though. It's just like, what's for dinner? Free food. How the fuck you care? <laughs> It was something like that. <laughs> I don't know what's, what's for dinner. Free food. <laughs> well, because I mean, that comes back to that. literally comes back to all the electronics things. It's like that stress thing. It's like that. that that's what gets people. Huh? That's what ages them faster. You know what I mean? So that's what you think about. Like when you so it's go like ape shit on like something. You're like, oh, that probably lost a couple of days. <laughs> well, I just can't. I just can't be doing that in front of like. like first off, because you know, no, I'm not going to make this all about like. The dad cast, you know, like, <laughs> just like, I'm going to come in every, I mean, when it happens, hopefully I don't become that guy who just comes in like, you would never see what my kid did today. <laughs> if, like, you know what, if, like, kids, are, I used to hate kids on airplanes, but now once you got one, you just want to tickle them so they make the loudest sound possible and then slap their ass so they have to run and cry up and down the stairs. It's the funniest thing ever and everybody thinks it's the greatest thing ever. I know that there's those guys that give you that death stare like the second we get off this plane. You know, and we get into the restroom, it's going to be like that scene out of True Lies. <laughs> but it gives me power. It makes me thrive. It makes me happy. Yeah, like, I love screaming children in the back of the, you know, it's like, it puts me to sleep practically. <laughs> if I must suffer, you all must suffer around me. <laughs> I know sometimes it's like yeah. when you hear that kind of stuff, when people talk about that, you're like, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. like, like, it's almost like never forget, like, you know what I mean? Like, you got to keep that in mind that uh, other people don't give a flying fuck about your kid. Like, they could care less. They would maybe go drown him out in the alley if it was going to shut him up in the movie theater. <laughs> that's that's the thing. I know you like your kid, and I know you think it's you know cute that they're like talking during the movie. Nobody else does. Nobody else really does. And they know that they don't care. You know what I mean? There, there's, there's only one thing holding them back. It's called the law. And they just don't want to mess with that. 
<laughs> if it was old fashioned times, believe me, this would be it. You would be there too. <laughs> You'd all be thrown out in the back in a pit, you know, in some like nameless grave, and they would go back to watching the movie. Behind Happy as all as a fucking up. clam. Behind the movie theater, just the pit they have directly back there. <laughs> You ever wonder what happens when they pull guys out of the movie theater? <laughs> like one of those ones, like, oh, there's a place. You ever notice how they never come back either? I still think that if, like, the person they're, like, trying to wheel out is being rowdy and all that, they should pause the movie to the lights on, like, we got a fucking show, guys, you know? Let's, let's see some fucking, let's see some fucking hands fly, man. Let's see that smoke, you know? That's how I, if, that's if the guy's getting rowdy, like, oh, shit, let's, you know, get, the, like, the ding, 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 get the bell going. Yeah, exactly. Just, like, challenge it out or something like that, you know? State yeah. your claim here. Who would like to place bets down? Yeah, and you, like, you're like, well, you know what? The, um, the rowdy, angry 30, 33 year old. I mean, and I don't know. I don't feel think he's feeling anything, but at the same time, I don't feel like he's all that coordinated. Now, granted, if it was only one 15 year old usher, I wouldn't be so sure, but there's three of them. There's three of them. <laughs> they might be able to make this happen, you know? It's just like three of the like minimum wage guys from The Simpsons. Like, oh, gee, mister. Let's have the steps of real. I feel like. Down. When you got when you got boys like that, like they're like one, they don't get paid enough, they don't got they, they they don't have that strength, and they have no care. Like, what are they gonna do? It's just easier to like out of sight, out of mind. It. I'll just leave and go to the next screen. Maybe it'll be safer there. No, I, I think they just need to hire some true like you know you know roadhouse like but you know uh, bouncers to go in there and protect these movie theaters. You need the Dalton. You need the Dalton of movie theaters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, know, he's gonna, he's, you know he's, he's gonna he's gonna take this one. Are you the one that's spoiling the uh, the post credit scene for the new Marvel movie? Yeah, what's so what? I said in the last three screenings, what's the big fucking deal? Like, why don't you step outside? <laughs> Gets a knife in the shoulder, like, hmm. <laughs> like no big deal. Throw him in the pit with the others. <laughs> some, some, after he like fucks that guy up later, he's like sewing his arm, and then like some old guy walks in the room, is like, I got an independent movie theater 15 miles from here. Could you see your hands? Like, mm, no, nah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't fly. I don't fly too dangerous. Well, it's only 15 minutes away. So you wouldn't need to fly. Like, okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I thought that was kind of weird. You brought that up. Did you think I was literally going to fly you 15 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> we are near an airport. So, yeah. <laughs> There's a new Roadhouse movie coming out to Amazon. Yeah, that one looks interesting. It's kind of a it's a weird one that like it kind of got got get thrown to the Amazon because now it just feels like it's Roadhouse Three, like it fits into like the straight to DVD section of it, but it does look pretty good. It looks it looks like kind of close to what I imagined it would be. I was a little afraid. Still, it looks like it could be good, but it's kind of like what I assumed it would be. Where I was hoping it wasn't going to be, because when they first announced they're making remaking Roadhouse, like almost ten years ago, it was back when they started doing a bunch of '80s remakes all at once, and I was kind of mm-hmm. like, "Ooh, I hope this isn't like." For some reason, I was like, "Oh, it's going to be in the middle of it's going to be a club and not in like <laughs> the middle of the city. It's going to be a DJ and the or instead of like a blind like, a like blind the new Footloose play. one." <laughs> I thought it was going to be something kind of like that. Yeah, I've been like, okay, no, I mean it. 
still feels like it could still feels like the same vibe, but it's different kind of setting. It's MMA. Okay, I get why it's MMA. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, Conor McGregor is the like, is the yeah. like. I used to like. I used to fuck guys like you in prison. I hope they still keep that line. That's like. <laughs> I hope they do. That's like what well, they do. That's a classic one. And that's the only thing is you always kind of wonder with newer movies is a lot of times the biggest problem to like remakes. Which this shouldn't be, but they always are like a lot of times softer. That's that's the weird part about them is like a lot of times they get toned down, especially in horror movies. Like when you think that they should be like, oh man, they're, they're going to amp up the violence and all that stuff. It's like a lot of times like, no, we're we're going to make it feel safer and easier to jump into and you know not scare the kiddos and stuff like that. But um, well, I'm wondering what they're going to do because if they are going to blatantly just go for the throat rip thing, or if they're going to like make it a more gruesome or surprising death. Because the thing about Roadhouse is most of that movie isn't like i mean it, it's violent enough to be an r rating or whatever because like yeah because it's violent enough for its r rating but really it's only like i think the thing i like about roadhouse is it goes from zero to 60 so fucking fast because you know it's just like okay we're just stopping some assholes from like starting bar fights or whatever and then all of a sudden it builds up like hmm hmm well i'm gonna i i have an i, I rule this town with an iron fist so you know i'm gonna fuck with everybody you know i have a friend that drives a fucking monster truck only one thing i can do for that like you couldn't just buy the fucking property you just had to like i'm just gonna have my friend just roll over all the off the used car lot at the foot the fucking monster truck and then like sam elliott like okay sam elliott got the shit kicked out and whatever and then he like just look at it like what is it sad like yeah sam elliott's dead it's sad but when he walks out like sam elliott's just laying on his side like all right let's go he just turns him over just knife in the chest like full on like <laughs> like that little like little kid and like in fist of fury other than our big boss knife in the back yeah <laughs> like, jesus where the, i was not expecting it to go there and then he just goes on like just goes from like fighting thugs and like a in, a in a bar to being full on like i'm coming for you like riding a fucking muscle car through the fucking front patio of the guy's house with a gun just unloading on fuckers you know so i mean i hope the movie goes to that level i don't know if it will i could see it's maybe being tame but having that kind of like it's not by michael bay but the michael bay kind of aesthetic you know yeah that, that's what i kind of wonder is i wonder if it's gonna fit more in like the kind of like you know like the robocop or total recall remakes i know there's sci-fi ones but you know what i mean like they're, they're gonna they're gonna calm it down a bit you know yeah i mean we'll see i mean i have amazon prime so i'll probably check that one out when it's out yeah no it still looks interesting that's the thing is i was still impressed you know i was it's not like one of those ones where i was like oh this actually is better than i thought it was gonna be you know and that was one where know, oh, go ahead. oh i was gonna say jake gyllenhaal whatever like you know he's kind of an interesting choice I will say he's one of those actors, though, that does go above and beyond, like, when he does stuff. Like, he, he does put a lot more effort into it than most actors would and, you know, all the roles he kind of does. So I always have to give him sort of credit. Well, this movie's apparently a passion project of his. Like, he's been trying to get this movie made. Like, I don't know. I don't think he was part of the initial remake attempts, but at some point when he got on, he was, like, when they decided they're not going to use Ronda Rousey or whoever, and they said, let's just actually... All right, we're not going to use Ronda Rousey. She lost two fights in a row or whatever. Yeah, I was gl- glad. I, if Ronda Rousey was in, I would not have saw it. I was been like, no. <laughs> I don't know enough about her, really. But um, I just, it was one of those more of kind of like here, like, you know, kind of like a, I guess Conor McGregor is not as popular as he once is, as he once was either. But at the same time, people view him enough as a villain. So I think hiring him as a villain 
works in that way. But um, but uh, I'm like punching old man in the back of the head of bars and shit, you know. But um, yeah. <laughs> but like, what was it like? Um, he's apparently he he apparently is like this movie was like denied like Amazon Prime, so Jake Gyllenhaal invited like Jeff Bezos and a bunch of other big Amazon people and just threw this giant party on his yacht and filmed and like showed the movie right on his yacht. Like, see, this deserves the big screen. Jeff Bezos <laughs> is like. Uh, uh, no, you know, so it'll be my in-flight movie to space, maybe. But well, he's like petting Mr. Bigglesworth or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> come, Mr. Bigglesworth. <laughs> come, Mini Jeff. You know, so. See you later, Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I could totally see that. So, yeah. yeah, it's one of those ones. At least it's, you know, as I said, it still looks interesting. You know, it, it's a it's, it, bummer it can't really go to theaters, but, uh, you know, it's one of those ones where I, I think, as I hate to start saying that, that's, I think a lot of people like kind of producers are looking at like, eh, we get a bigger bang for our buck in a sense by not putting it in theaters in a sense because there's all this extra money we have to spend to put it in there. You know, so if the movie's not going to be like the prime candidate for like a, you know, big blockbuster, we're just not too sure. I think there's a couple of big, I can't remember. There's, oh yeah, um, a couple of big movies coming out this year still that are going to, the, like Furiosa is luckily going to theaters still. So, yeah. And that's actually directed by George Miller. So I'm looking forward to that one. That's always one of the best parts is when just like George Miller, he's practically almost 80 years old, still doing it. Oh, another thing that leaks back back to Sonic. Apparently, um, there's a like a little girl in that movie who I guess is playing young Furiosa in a flashback. She's going to be in the Sonic movie too, and she is a little blonde girl. If that gives you any idea who she might be. Hmm, that's actually kind of interesting. I wonder if they're actually going to do it. You think they're going to shoot Maria? You think they're actually going to shoot Maria? That'd be yeah. Then. I don't know. I feel like Sonic Three is at that point away. where, like, like they're they're at that point where they know because of the Mario Brothers movie, they know once again they gotta be ballsy one more time and up the ante. I, I think it's like one of those ones. It's, it's like the battle of like you know, it's literally the battle of Sonic and Mario once again has continued on just like it's the '90s, but they it's now it's like in the cinema, and I, I feel like Sega, you know, or at least you know, Sega and Paramount don't want to lose that footing on well, they, having that like high-end kind of like competition movie well i'm hoping they because they haven't i i thought way more of the movie was filmed but apparently they were just filming the um a lot of the um cg animal stuff they're filming a lot of that during the strike and now the strike's over they've kind of come out and officially confirmed this person's back that person's back and we're starting filming soon and um from that, that's where they revealed that that girl, Kristen Ritter, she's in it. They haven't said who she's playing, or if she's voicing or playing somebody, but she's going to be in it. Yeah. A few other people. And she stood out to me because she sounds like someone who could be good for Rouge. And then there's the blonde girl, the little, little kid, who I think that could be Maria. So uh, yeah. we'll, we'll see, though. But at the same time, they also, same day they announced that, they, they officially announced Jim Carrey is back, which I kind of figured he'd be back, even though he says like, I think I'm going to retire, but I, I figured he'd probably be back for just one more, you know? 
Yeah. And then um, they also had, uh, what was, oh yeah, they revealed the, um, not, not actually a trailer, but like a 20 second little like clip of like showing the logo with like a rendition of like, um, of um, Live and Learn. Oh, that's actually pretty sweet. I hope they have that actually in the movie. It's an orchestral version of Live and Learn. It just it's, you only hear like a part of it. It's only twenty seconds long, but you can kind of tell. You can kind of hear the the main beat of it. Like that's Live and Learn, and oh, the logo looks like Sonic Adventure too. Oh, interesting. It's funny because they also have the they they're like, oh, we're gonna re-release Sonic Generations. You know, put just a shadow on it. That's just the difference. I'm like, oh, that, that that's what you're going with. Like, I almost thought that was going to be, like, some kind of re-release of, like, Sonic Adventure 2 or something like that. And it's like, oh, Sonic Generations with Shadow. Oh, I mean, okay. I mean, it's something new, at least. You know, I mean, I, I'd like a re-release of Adventure 1 and 2, but shit. I mean, it's new. It's more gameplay of what's mostly a pretty good game. No, no. You know, yeah, Sonic Generations is pretty solid. Cause, well, it's like on Xbox, you can get every single one of those. They still have them on the store there. Um and I played through that one only a couple of years ago, and it's just like that one's pretty solid. I, I don't really care for the the two the two point five D levels as much, but I like the three D ones a lot in that game. Yeah, I think they're really doing a lot of synergy shit with Shadow. They're really trying to get him in the minds of people leading up to this movie, which is coming out at the end of the year. So. Yeah, no, I, I think that's the thing is they're gonna kind of work that. It'd be interesting to see if. Uh, what else? I mean, if, what else they kind of have going for like Sonic game was, or if they're going to add anything to, um, you know, it was the last Sonic game, Sonic Superstars. Yeah, Superstars, oh. and I think they announced there's going to be, because there's a leak. There was Sonic Generations, and then like something with Sonic and Shadow, which was assuming that Sonic Generations, and then there's some other like, like they said some other boost style gameplay coming out. So something that's not Frontiers, but something more akin to Colors or Unleashed, but new. So I don't know. Yeah, you know, so. Well, hopefully, because Sega still had that thing where they're like, well, we're going to bring out a bunch more series now. Don't you threat. We're like, we got Shinobi and we got Golden Axe and all this stuff. I just hope they, they kind of deliver on that. Jet promise, Grind Radio. Yeah, yeah, Jet Grind Radio and everything like that. Which that one's actually more like the interesting one. It's like, oh, you're going to go with Jet Grind Radio? It's like, yeah, because some fucking other indie company decided to put a game out that was pretty much like a Jet Grind Radio 3. So fuck them. We're going to do our own. It was Jet Grind Radio and um, Golden Axe. There's Crazy Taxi, I think, for some reason. Which is like, that's like, that, that one's kind of another Streets interesting of one. Streets of Rage. Like a 3D version of Streets of Rage. Oh, yeah. Which that's technically is pretty much like Dynamite Cop. That's you know, in a sense, 3D Streets of Rage. But um, but I'm kind of like, don't get me wrong, I'm happy they're finally doing something other than Sonic and Coleco Machines or whatever, but at the exact same yeah. time, I'm like, I want, you, I want it to be good. I want it to be good, but you guys are Sega, so there's really a 50-50 shot of this, of how this is going to go, you know? So hopefully they just got like some indie studios or some studio that's really good to like, just here's the IP, do what you guys do. Yeah, just 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 produce all the stuff and you know take care of all the business in and just have somebody else kind of development at the moment. It's it's weird how we got at that point where it's like it's kind of goofy how some of like those you know companies that made th- you know fantastic games for years. Now, granted, none of the people that are probably around from back then are there anymore. Like that's the one thing I always think about like game industries. It's like speaking, going back to that 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 like 10 year like kind of window like i feel like video games is also like that one too people generally don't have a high, higher career than about like 10 real big years making games and then they're either off doing some kind of side project 
or they're just maybe doing like something like small and indie, but you never see like, a, there's a lot of guys that like, they'll make, you know, some real large games. And then that's kind of it. They're they're, they're they're They don't hang around like Shigeru Miyamoto or like Hideo Kojima and all that kind of stuff. Like Yuji Naka. He, he, um, I mean, he had a big hand. He was a producer and a lot of stuff, but I think he bounced, he bounced out like it back in, back when Sonic 06, like halfway through Sonic 06, he bounced out, I think. <laughs> he, he did that Balance Wonder World or whatever game that was kind of goofy and. Which is like, you know, that was also one of those things. I mean, don't wrong, he's, he's had his hand in some amazing games. He, now he's in jail, though. So, you know, right. What's he in jail for? He's, he's, he's doing like insider trading or some shit. Oh. Like, hey, can't catch hey. me, gobbers. Hey, too fast. You know? <laughs> yeah, there he is now. And he's just like pacing back and forth. Like, yeah, the only reason I'm in here is because that fake. Because <laughs> that fake. <laughs> I don't know. There's no way good, good way to say that. <laughs> that fake, the other fake Japanese guy. That's how I'm in here. You know, she's the one. She hero Miyamoto. Funny speaking of Shigeru Miyamoto, I like stumbled on this like section of like BBC archives on like YouTube, and it just has a bunch of like old BBC footage from like the 80s and 90s of them just like walking around and interviewing like video game companies and stuff like kind of all the time. So it's like, there's one where it's like, they're like, we're going to Scotland right now and we're going to visit the, these boys that make Grand Theft Auto, a new game coming out and so on. And like, they sit down with like the dude who still makes it this day. And um, they're talking to him and so on like that. And they're like, so what's this game about? It's like, well, you go around, shoot people, run, run them over, steal their money. It's fun. Oh, that sounds quite lovely. I'd like to check it out myself. It's just like that's such a different reaction than America. <laughs> oh, Chittis. How oh, do you say? Happy days. I just killed 15 people, including three police officers. Oh, my word. <laughs> this and there is was must another one. Must be what it would be like in America every day. <laughs> yeah, well, because they're, they're like, they're like it's, it looks like it's based off some town in America. Like, you know, who cares what it is? You know, Mega City 2, for all we know. <laughs> but um, there was another one, too, where it was talking about, like, Nintendo. And I think it was a little bit earlier, like, maybe, give or take, 1990 or something like that. And, like, the, the BBC dudes went to, like, you know, Nintendo's office and so on like that. And they're just, you know, talking to everybody and whatnot. And, like, Shigeru Miyamoto's there and stuff. And they're like... He's like, so, you know, if you were in America, you know, you would be getting thousands of millions of dollars in royalties. But here you're just paid a salary like everybody else. He's like, oh, yeah, that's, that's what we do. You know, that's, that's the Nintendo way. We're happy here. We have fun. We get to wear suits. <laughs> you see someone like in a Mario mascot like suit just lean in the corner and like look in the hall with like holding the fucking <laughs> hammer like fucking motherfucker. <laughs> It's like one of those ones. Like, like, man, if I was a kid and like B we had BBC shows that just talked about video games, like throughout that time, that would be amazing. Well, there is that period where, I mean, at the time it was so quaint, but there would be that period where just like, dude, they have a special on video games. A special on video games. Now, if you ever like watch like some kind of like you know behind the video game thing on like Netflix, Hulu or whatever. It's always just so patronizing and always just so like, hi, I'm Sean Austin. And we're going to talk about how video games kind of changed and developed over the years. It all started with 
with the Atari. I'm like, well, he missed something. Maybe he maybe he maybe he mentioned Ralph Bear. Maybe he mentioned Ralph Bear. I don't know. Yeah. It was pretty crazy. It was pretty wild in every like transition <laughs> as like Centipede or like Mario or something like that. Like, okay, I, I I get it. I get it. And like it'll spend like five minutes maybe on one big franchise. We just on to the next thing, you know? Well, it's like I remember there was one time that this like this felt like such a big deal, but like it was like the History Channel in the '90s was gonna have like an hour long special on the history of video games, like something it felt like unheard of at like that time period because this is still like before Tech TV or G4 or any of that stuff, and like the fact that they had that was like, oh my gosh, they're actually gonna do a full on hour long or 45 minutes technically, but on video games like. You know what I mean? Like they, they never do any other stuff in America. It seems like if video games come up, it's only a negative like context, like on the news. Yeah, I, I remember like I didn't see that one, but when you first see the couple of things like video game specials or centric things on, on television or something like aimed at people who play video games, it was one of two things. A lot of G4 stuff, there was some stuff that was actually like, Yeah, we care. We give a shit. So we're gonna go, we're gonna talk to our audience like we give a shit but then you could tell at some point like i want to say when g4 and tech tv fused together where a lot of the shows got way more of kind of like hey gamers hey a bunch of fucking nerds don't you just hate it when like you know like the bullies come and steal your lunch money and like jam a finger up their up your butthole well we know what it's like too because we're a bunch of gamers just like you like what what the fuck you know what i mean so it was just like it was just like that they had the soup like I remember they have this thing like it was the stupidest fucking thing, and there's just that point where you would watch. I watched G4 a lot, but you have reached this this point, like something like X Play. Like even mm-hmm. though I didn't always agree with their criticism, and they would find a way to get in like the silly bits and all that, you, you could still tell they were game journalists and they liked video games, you know. But then you get something where it just like this was just a room of producers that do not respect their audience whatsoever. <laughs> that was like. They had like the, um, we have the video game vixens, the first, you know, digital beauty pageant. And they're treating it like this beauty pageant of video game characters, like coolest costume, coolest finisher, this and that, you know, and to introduce it. And halfway through, they had a guy who was just like this incel with like long ready hair and he had to talk with a list like hey my name's donnie and i'm a fan of the vixens and all i ever wanted to meet me is a real life vixen no real girls can't do it for me only vixens can do it for me like <laughs> holy shit what the fuck are you guys what the <laughs> fuck you guys get it right you relate <laughs> wait so that one too because well you know, X Play was technically that, that was like the one like kind of decent show off Tech TV because I remember that was how Tech TV it only had like a couple shows that were kind of interesting in my book and really X Play was one of the only ones. And then G Four had that one. I feel like there was a glorious like six months it seemed like where G Four was like maybe it was a little bit longer than that, but it was it was definitely not longer than a year. Um, where like it was a hundred percent full on everything was central around video games. They didn't throw on stupid reruns of like. 10 year old shows or any of that kind of crap. It was just, here's video games 24 seven, the channels, you know, this is, you know, this is it. This is all like in an era where there was, there was nowhere else you got video game content. That, that was the thing that like the fact that there was actually a channel that's going to have it all day long and there was going to be reviews and there was going to be like trailers and there was going to be history stuff on there. 
you know, in talk shows and all this stuff, it was like mind blowing. Like it was almost like a religious experience for this like time period, like almost like equivalent to like those Christian channels, I guess, <laughs> that have been around forever. <laughs> but for video games, it was just like this glorious time. And it, like all great TV stations, this is one thing I know is kind of just growing up is like in the 90s, there were so many solid, amazing TV shows that were like they were dedicated to their craft. They gave you everything you want, all killer, no filler. And then at some point, they all sold out. They all gave up on what they were doing. And then they like next thing you know, the main reason you tuned into them barely existed in there. And G4 was, of course, a big one of that. Another one was TV Land because TV Land totally gave up on themselves too. Um, there's there's a couple other ones I'm just drawing a blank on them now. It's just been so long. Well, History Channel is a perfect example too. Like it used to be a history, like it was all documentaries and stuff, and then it just became reality TV shows as time went on that didn't really have a whole lot of history involved in it anymore. <laughs> like we're gonna find out if Bigfoot killed Elvis this week on Ancient Aliens, like that that type yeah. of bullshit. Yeah. No, but yeah, like, well, it's um, like it's like Discovery Channel and all the like all the educational ones, like all those channels too. They all kind of they all kind of gave up on ed- education and they went they went more in the route of the, the reality TV shows. I think it was just cheaper, dumber. You know, they got higher. You know, and then the next thing you know, it's like, why am I tuning in anymore? Or like TV Land when TV Land started playing new shows on there, it's like get the fuck out. Like the whole point of this station is that I'm supposed to be able to watch sitcoms from the 50s to the 80s. The second that you have a brand new show on in the 2000s, no, that's not what we're here for. You know what I mean? There's other channels for that. It's called the rest of the networks. <laughs> that's where the studio exec is just sitting there with like a fucking cigar. Like, excuse me, do you have a mansion made out of cocaine? No, you don't. Get the fuck out. You know, and it's like, a grand, the there, there's got to be something going on, though, because obviously all those stations did it, so... It goes to show that probably playing to a to a more niche audience back in the day just didn't pay the bills. Ob- obviously, there's no reason why all these stations would have done it if uh, they were just rolling in the bank from their normal scheduled programming. Well, even like well, G4 and Tech TV also kind of came at a certain time where like really I think the biggest thing that probably put them out of business because they also came up on the they also came came up when when YouTube was kind of starting to take off. And I think people trusted, you know, other like actual like unaccredited strangers on YouTube with their video game opinions more than just like people that were like being I mean, going wrong. Halo 2. I get why I remember Halo 2 day was a big day on G on G4. You know, like if they had like a big I remember if they had a big release, they would sometimes do like, okay, today's the day the Nintendo DS gets released. So we're having like one screw having like our presenting everything through two screens like and that's how i knew nintendo ds that came out that day because they're presenting everything on two screens like oh oh that's today well i gotta go i gotta go to walmart you know so yeah um well i don't think i don't think youtube actually had anything to do with it because tech tv or g4 was pretty much dead before youtube even came out i mean there might have been like that that faint remnant of it yeah, because you, YouTube didn't come out till 2006, and I don't think it probably caught on. Because at first, when YouTube came out, it was more just like, "Hey, here's a bunch of collections of all sorts of shit from TV that, like, just from anything you can remember that was on TV at one point, somehow, some way, it's up on here." And concerts, full 15-hour versions, and so on. And I think it was like, you know, by about 2008 was when um, YouTube started having a lot more of like the quick, shorter, like, "Here's people talking the camera" type stuff. 
but G4 by that point was like way beyond gone. I mean, tech TV was there, but like, I think the only thing that ever lasted that they kept around was, you know, X play X play probably went the longest on there. And, you know, I think that probably faded away in like the early 2010s. Have you seen? Yeah. I mean, X play. What I mean by that is I think a lot of those types of shows, because I remember attack of the show being good. Like I wasn't always interested in what they were talking about, but I thought Adam Pereira had good chemistry with the rotating co-host he had and all that so and x play was good but there was it was just kind of like you really just watching it for three shows by the end maybe originally you're watching for five shows and you're like oh this has potentially to build up to be something more and then tech tv came in and kind of like made it worse and you could actually kind of see some of the spinnings i remember when they had one of the big like first big video game awards on Mm -hmm. like um g4 it was so overproduced it was so big and so like flashy and so like it's like tommy lee and pamela anderson were the leads and they had like a sketch in front of everything and at the time it was, was that the one where stan lee was dressed up as a revolver ocelot yeah and at the, at the time it was kind of cool because it was just like oh my god it's finally getting recognition stan lee and hideo kojima hugged on stage but then like think i'm back like it was a little pandering thinking back on it, but I guess it was the first time you saw that much production or value put into it. And every year after that, the awards got cheaper and cheaper until it was just kind of like, yeah, the awards is just a little like segment now on X play. And we're just going to do like little like sketches the whole time. We're just going to say what the best game is. We didn't invite anybody here to come pick up the award. Fuck them. You know, <laughs> so we didn't actually make awards for anybody actually, you know, so there became that eventually. And have you ever actually seen the final, um, I mean, I only seen the, the clip of it. Did you ever see like the, um, the uh, last episode of, um, of uh, X play last one that, that, that Adams, that Adam Sessler was on. Yeah, because I got because I, I remember like I remember tuning into it like I didn't I don't think I ever saw the last episode. But I remember it's like I tuned into it like later, kind of like in life, and it was like oh, like um, it's like well, those ones like Morgan Webb. I don't know what the hell happened to her. It's just Adam Sessler on there now, just stand there alone, like still was, talking shit on games. Well, it was Adam Sessler and then some other girl, and then the last episode that Adam Sessler's on, you see him like he's. Sitting there, look at the camera. Then he kind of looks. He's like, and the girl's closing out. And he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah." Tune tune in next time. Like he's looking off the stage. <laughs> it's something. <laughs> and then, and then, like next episode, he's, slow, he's slow not, pan back. <laughs> next episode, he's not there. He's not there. The next episode, so it's like you could literally. <laughs> I'm not laughing at the fact that he lost his job. I mean, he, he got another job. He's doing, he, I'm sure he, he's fine. But like, yeah, <laughs> the idea that like you could literally see him being like, fuck, like two guys walked in on, like just off camera, like, what the fuck are they doing here? <laughs> well, 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 it is weird because that was like the last show. I mean, that was attack, just like Attack on the, or attack on the Show um, or Attack the Show, whatever the heck it was called. Um, those were like those ones they're like those are the tech tv big shows and then like it merged and then they pretty much killed off all the other g4 programming and then it kind of went in that direction and the fact that he he, i mean i'll say this the x play had a pretty good run they probably had a decade see they had that 10 years going back to that 10 year thing they had about that 10 year run (laughs) you know (laughs) that's about what you get If, if you can get that 10 years you know what i mean you can't really complain 
Yeah, if you can get that 10 years in. I mean, he's still doing game journalism. And then Tech TV, you know, G4 even came back for a minute and they kind of reached out to some YouTube people like the completionists and whatnot to be part of it. But then <laughs> I think after a year, it went under again. <laughs> so, yeah, it's well, it's one of those ones like, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's like it, we're past that point where it's like you're never going to be able to have have like that kind of like big network style of what they're you know going for you know it's one of those ones you always kind of wonder like if that g4 would have even came out even earlier like in like the actual 90s because you know as i said it was a glorious time period of probably give or take what you think 2003 to 2004 and then it kind of lasted a little bit longer as like the half-ass version well it lasted a while as a half-ass version that that was that g4 went for probably another six plus years but um you know, if it came out like in the '90s, even and kind of like aped it earlier on, like during the N64 PlayStation One era, it'd be interesting to see how that kind of went. That would have been interesting. Yeah, I mean, by then they're just like, "Who's gonna watch this? Kids and people who can't get fucking laid, like me? I'm looking for eviction. See, that's my fucking yeah. point. <laughs> that's my fucking son up there. Damn it, you like." I'm literally, I'm literally up there hustling him for money because I realized that uh, it's, it's like a freak show here, and my son's a freak, and he's worth money this way. I didn't think he was ever going to be worth money, but uh, lo and behold, he found a way to be worth something. I at least have to give him credit there. I don't want to, but I kind of have to. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard, really. A little bit of me dies inside. The same thing happens whenever I look him in the eyes. Now, Isaac, take your Sprite and go in the back room. Don't, don't go in the back room. Don't say anything. Nobody, go. Get out of here. <laughs> give him his gushers. <laughs> yeah, give him his gushers. Just throw the gushers. Throw like three bags of gushers in the room. Like, go, go, go. Just runs in there. Just like, lock the door. <laughs> That'll get stuck in his braces for hours. He won't bother us for a good long while. <laughs> <laughs> he has a real hard time figuring out how to clean that out there. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to show him. Fuck him. <laughs> I don't care if it's going to make the dental bill worse. I'll pay for it. That means that's three more hours of him at the dental dentist's office, and not in my mansion with 35 rooms. I'm fine with that. As long as he's not in one of those 35 rooms. <laughs> Even the shed in the back where we keep him, that's too much. It's too close. Yeah. <laughs> One thing that's kind of neat, though, is I did I found that somebody on YouTube uploaded all the G4 Icons episodes, which was always like oh, my yeah. kind of favorite show from back then, because that was the one where like at a time when nothing like that existed, it was like, here's little like 20 minute segments of like the history of like, you know, individual games and so on. And they were pretty decent. And then I went back and when I found that on YouTube, I went back and watched through like the majority of them, uh, like a couple, like a year or two ago or something like that. And I was like, oh, then they still actually hold up pretty decently. I mean, of course, all the history ends in, like, 2001. <laughs> it's like, that's as far as, like, anything gets you. Like, oh, I forgot how old these were, too. But um, yeah. it's one of those ones, like, like that was a pretty solid show there, too. Like, the other one I also remember is, like, the competitor to X-Play is then you had the one that had um, um, Tommy Talrico and... fucking uh, douchebag, yeah. Yeah, they, well, I'll say this, he's a fucking amazing musician, though. Like, I, like I always have to give him credit for that. No, there's a big, there's a big expose on him. He actually stole a lot of credit for a, a lot of people and just a lot of, lot of Guinness and whatnot. He he did work on a lot of games, but he does not have 
the actual Guinness Book of World Records. Like majority of that shit was disproven. He's, he's yeah. Well, he might have that, but he, a lot, he, a lot he, of his early. I was gonna say a lot of his early Sega Genesis stuff and so on like that. Like I know that's got to be all him. That's like when it's just like super simple times and something like that. Well, when he said that he well he even he does he even he talks out of there's literally like a big documentary that came out about him a few years like a year back or so. Um, mm-hmm. he, he said like yeah I was like the first American to work on like Sonic the Hedgehog. Like oh wow wow first American to work on Sonic the Hedgehog. Wow what was the game you worked on? That was like Sonic and the Black Knight or something like that. Like, okay, no, um, Crush Forty beat you to that one, or whoever. If there happened to be an American working on the sound team <laughs> to the Genesis games, they beat you to that. Like, oh, it was one of those ones. Or it's you know the first American. Okay, but he he's actually one of those dudes who like he um, he did do a lot of music, but, the, but then he even said like something like he did. I, oh, I did the sound design for like for like I was like we were like a third party studio and like Shigeru Miyamoto like reached out to me to do all the to do all the sound effects for like Metroid Prime and we like were gonna like go out of our way and um make the sound effects and they were gonna build the weapons around the sound effects we made so that we had a big hand and how that all turned out and then just like Shigeru Miyamoto like oh that guy I mean he was there for like a month but no no I I I hope he's doing good <laughs> so so <laughs> he's just one of these he, and then like he says he he like created a bunch of sound effects and a bunch of music but a lot of it is he went and bought a lot of packages and reworked them and sell, sells them out so dude's really he he's done work and good for him for yeah. what he's done but dude's a fucking he's a fucking fraud well, that sounds like that's more all like the stuff he did in like the 2000s. But I'm talking about like the stuff he did in like the 90s on Sega Genesis. He's going to work on Tony like, Hawk if you're wondering that. I don't even know what he would do in Tony Hawk. Everything's licensed music. He said he was there. in Tony Hawk. He said he made that. He said that he was the guy who fell over and made the oh, noise and did stunned the sound effects. And, and, like, oh, OK. Tony Hawk well, like I, I'm not even talking about that stuff. I'm like, I'm thinking more like Cool Spot and Earthworm Jim and when he kind of was there with okay. like Virgin and so on like that. And all that stuff that I've heard on him on that stuff, that stuff's all, you know, people weren't like talking conspiracies on those early days things. You know what I mean? Well, this is stuff like, that was uh, proven, what I'm talking about, but I get what you mean, though. Yeah, like the early Yeah, stuff, but that I sounds guess. like that's all like in the 2000s. It just sounds like, sounds like he's just that producer guy who, who kind of like came into the room and then it's like, oh, yeah. And the, he's doing like the Steve Jobs thing where he's taking credit for something when it's like, okay, there's also like a thousand guys underneath you who did all the, like the heavy lifting. You know, he's yeah. like, yeah, but I, I, you know, I took the belt out and whipped him into fucking shape. I'm like, smoothing those fucking corners, boys, and start whipping him. And it's like, yeah, yeah, there you go. Put my name on the fucking top. You know, like I think it's like one of those ones where he probably came, became that as time came on. But when he was like in that initial part where he just made all like the, you know, the synthesizer music and so on like that, like that stuff is really good. You know, and it, as I said, I've, I've heard many of like literal like uh, other composers of like you know, video game stuff, talk on podcasts about them. They never mentioned anything like that. Yeah, no, well, he's, I mean, I can't speak on everything, but I mean, I know that there, there was like a bunch of things that he, he credited himself as, but then like it came out that he didn't work on any of like some of the stuff he credited himself for. And 
like not even like not even in the room for it like it was there's like a each bomber guy did like a three-hour video like documentary on him so it was it was pretty interesting but anyway um hmm. i'm sure that he's done other work though i mean i didn't mean to derail it but i'm sure he's done like yeah stuff before then because you don't get your foot in the door and get that far just from lying just on that he probably had to do a couple of good songs here and there leading up to that yeah that's what i mean i, I think like that just that more sounds like that's all like stuff like later in life where then he starts you know because that's all like 2000s and whatnot i was thinking everything in like you know the early 90s but i, I could i could definitely see him being the guy though who would fall in that category where he's taking more credit for stuff than he you know that he did do like that happens all the time where people start having teams and then they start taking credit for the whole thing, even though there was a team that did it and a bunch of unnamed people that will never get credit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, that, that's what well, I knew that I knew there was a reason to bring it back to the show. He and the other guy, Lucas something. Yeah. Well, yeah um, Cause it was just like, here's two like somewhat related celebrities to big celebrities. Cause the something Lucas, I forgot the guy's name. Some he he was like George Lucas's like cousin or nephew or something like that. Mm-hmm. He was little George Lucas somehow, and then Tommy Talrico was the cousin to Steven Tyler. So yeah, it's kind of like I just like to imagine like Steven Spielberg, like just not Steven, um, to Steven Tyler and George Lucas hanging out together. Like apparently our our cousins hang out together too. Isn't that fucking weird? Like yeah, they, yeah, I think it's pretty weird too. You know. <laughs> <laughs> like never, like, the cousins never see each other. But just I don't know, just the idea of that. <laughs> exactly. Well, because that's like the thing. So it's like I remember, like on that review show, is you would have like the the Lucas boy would pretty much be the guy who was a little bit more the optimist, and then Tommy Tyreek was the guy who was like, "This fucking sucks. I don't like this. The gameplay really." He, he was almost going full on, like the controller's broken. You're broken. Everything's fucking broken here. Yeah, so that, aside from his dog shit fucking, like, video game journalism combined with him being a lying piece of shit for the last 20 years, I was like, yeah, fuck that guy. I was, I knew I didn't like that guy back on, like, Judgment Day, because he was like, yeah, you know what, like, Smash Brothers, I don't see what the big fucking deal is. Yeah, you know, Metroid Prime, why does everyone fucking like this game? This game fucking sucks. Oh, by the way, I worked at Metroid Prime, and I'm, it's actually a really good game, and I helped create all the fucking weapons to it. <laughs> All right, yeah, sure. that, that's, pro- that's probably why he see. That's probably why he says like, the game fucking sucks. He's like, he's like, oh, I was fucking. He doesn't say this part, but he's like, I was there for like a month, and then they kicked me out because they didn't want me around because I was being a total ass. So fuck them. I'm gonna give their game a bad review. I kept on dragging my like, I like, I don't even know if he got fired or whatever. Like, I just kept on dragging my fucking dick over the fucking keyboard, saying, "Do something about it. Do something about it." And they kicked me out. So, well, okay, well, fuck, fuck you. <laughs> I don't think that happened. Maybe it did. I like to imagine it happened. You know, Shigeru Miyamoto walks in, just looks at him, and just walks out the door. <laughs> well, like, why are we bringing these Americans in? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> this is why we don't reach out to third parties that often. This is why we do everything yeah, in the house. <laughs> well, excluding Metroid Prime, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> or unless it's a Star Fox game. Star Fox is now always third party. Yeah, we we did those Star Unless Fox adventures. Star Fox we 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 let that... we we let the British boys make it, and uh, that was the last game they made for us. We told them to get yeah. the fuck out, and uh, that's that's what happened. Thanks for the fish and chips and the multi-million dollar <laughs> franchise. Yeah, thank you for <laughs> making Donkey Kong relevant. And go. <laughs> <laughs> but um, 
but yeah, it, it's weird to think of like this that that time period where the, there was just all those interesting G four shows and tech TV. And when we, when it's just that weird period where like when there was very little coverage of the things you love. So whatever you got, you were grateful for. Even if the guy, even if the guy was given a bad review, like it's one of those ones like nowadays. If some, if I turned on something, the guy was like talking shit on a game I liked, be like fuck this guy. I'm not watching anything this guy ever does again. YouTube never send me this stuff again. But like back then, you'd be like. Yeah, that guy's kind of an asshole. I remember they'd be like Adam Sessler would be like, "Yeah, I fucking hate Resident Evil," and be every single time be like that fucking asshole. But you would still watch it because you're like, "This is all we have." We're also gonna see it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I know he's gonna talk shit on Resident Evil every single time it comes up, you know. But it's one of those talk ones. Shit on, like they talked shit on Dragon Ball or any anime game until Dragon Ball Budokai Two came out. Yeah, well, I, that you know that's one of those ones though. Like when you look at those guys though. They're they're just a slightly too old to be probably into anime. They're like at that point where like who the fuck still watches cartoons? You know what I mean? Because if you think about it, like they're like thirty year old gamers in like two thousand. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I kind of get it. Well, you know, not not saying that some people might not, but like it's that that's like that kind of weird age range where there's there's going to be a little bit of a generation gap. Well, I'll say that like. I didn't always agree with them and sometimes be watching it like, oh, fuck you guys. Fuck. Like, I'm granted now, now looking back on it like, no, I get it. I get it at the time. Like, sh- sh- Shadow the Hedgehog wasn't that bad. You guys are just big assholes. You know? I'm like, no, Shadow the Hedgehog did suck ass. It was a bad game. But there's still like just that cheese factor you can get from a bad game every so often or just the concepts. You know, like it's it's an easy enough game. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, it's sometimes you also get that thing where yeah, I mean, you know, people also change their opinions in time. So I wonder if any of them feel like they've changed their minds or opinions <laughs> on certain stuff. Who knows? But um, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like it depends on the critic. It really depends on the critic for me sometimes because I, I listen to Double Toasted and I there's a there's one of the one of the one of the critics on there, Martin. I don't always agree with him, but I usually understand all his like like I find myself agreeing with them and disagreeing with half the time when i don't agree with them like i kind of get why you say that but i don't agree with you entirely but then when mm. like i agree with them like he's the only person on the show i'm agreeing with at the moment you know what i mean like he fucking gets it he fucking gets it but then all of a sudden like he like he doesn't like spider-man 2 but he really likes spider-man 3 so it's like weird things kind of like that you know what i mean yeah no well and that, that happens all the time too and it's like what was one's like it's one of those ones, like, as long as you kind of go, okay, everybody, everybody kind of has their own opinions. Not everybody's going to like everything and so on like that, you know. But I just think about it, like, back in the day, it's like, you would still you would still watch it just because that, that, that was all you got, you know. So even if something made you angry, you're like, whatever, we'll keep going. And I'll say this, for the most part, X-Play was, I, I would say, 75% of the time, pretty darn solid. It's not like, you know, most I mean, time, they weren't, you know what I mean? Like, like dude, probably even higher than that. I'm, I'm almost like lowball at, at that number. You know, but you would just get those one things like that that you think about, you know, and whatnot. But um, especially when we were watching it, we were like 15 and 16. So the things we liked were part of our personalities. Like they did not yeah. like the new Mega Man X game. Well, they're a bunch <laughs> of fucking assholes. You know, <laughs> like, oh, they're saying they're saying true crime streets of L.A. sucked. Well, I had to spend my <laughs> allowance of two months to buy that game so they can go fuck themselves, you know, and now just like, oh, I get it. <laughs> cause you yeah. lie to yourself about how God was being better back then, you know? Well, yeah. Cause you had less. And like, that's that thing. That's like, once you get to like 30, 
years old, you do, you can kind of like decipher things like a little bit more. And plus, if you're playing, it's that thing that like I you always you got to take into account when it comes to like any critic is no matter what, when you're watching a crap ton of movies or you're playing a crap ton of video games and so on like that, I feel like your tolerance for things starts to change. And you see, you know what I mean? And, and you start to, you know, the average person's not really seeing a whole lot of bad movies or they're not really playing a whole lot of bad video games as much. And then that thing too, is when you keep playing a bunch of stuff and then if something kind of like, is kind of like nags at you in a certain game, and then you start seeing it more and more in like some other games, it's like, dude, why is this feature still coming around here? It's like a terrible feature already the first time I played it. And now these other games are starting just to ape it and use it. It's like, you can see how it could build up. And then like when it comes in like a good game where someone's like, you, we, we, you kind of worked in that game. It's like, well, that might've been the first time you ever saw it, but I've seen it 35 times since then. You know, I got kind of mixed about regarding that to some extent, because it's, it's about video game. Like, uh, I'm kind of sorry, mixing up thoughts here, <laughs> kind of mixing up like a, you know, quality. Like it's the first time this person's seen it, but this person over here seen a lot. I don't even know if I'm really going to be play that pal game, that pal world game, just because so much of it is like crafting and you have to kind of do all this stuff, building up all this other bullshit. And it's kind of like just Pokemon with guns, but part of it, well, it's not really Pokemon. That's, that's the thing is the Pokemon element is much minor than like, it's more of a, a Minecraft game. First and foremost, that happens to have Pokemon elements in it. That's really what it is. It's not an RPG. It's not like a, Yeah. But at the same time, though, I feel like I'm not saying that I'm I, I don't know if these guys actually stole assets. And apparently the creator of the game also like runs like a crypto company, which that, that fucking sucks or whatever. But at the exact same time, um, at the same time, I kind of think Nintendo needs the competition, you know, maybe not just from this game, but maybe from other games just to remind you mm-hmm. like, hey, guys, let's fucking do the most profitable you own the most profitable franchise in the world fucking step it up it doesn't have to look like it came out on the nintendo 64 you know you could or like an early gamecube game you could really yeah step it up if you if we miss a year of, of game that's fine take your time you know yeah yeah just add up a little bit more quality and so on like that too but um yeah, it's one of those ones that I tried out that Power World when it came out or something like that. You know, I, I put a couple of hours into it. Um, it, it, it was because it's like generally things like that in video games. Like I feel like if I was the yeah, obsessor and I was going over it, well, one thing I don't like, I don't really I crafting in video games. I always think it's kind of stupid unless it's like minor crafting. I don't mind that. Like Last of Us has like minor crafting. I don't mind that kind. But when it's kind of one of those ones where it's like, you got to get all these items together and collect them for no reason just so you can build this one thing that you need later on. It's like, can I just go buy that item or something like that? And then it has, like, you know, kind of like those goofy survival elements. Where you're like, you need to build a house now so that you can have stuff to live in. And I know people love the, – the people that like that kind of stuff love the living daylights of it. But that stuff to me is, like, crafting, stamina, house building, like, all these, like, elements that have, granted, have been around in, like, the last 15-plus years of video games. I feel like I'm, I'm like skipped the like like we didn't have those in our generation. I don't know why you kids need these in your generation, but um, it has a lot of that in there. It just doesn't have like the only thing is like it wasn't bad, and I was kind of like okay, it's interesting and so on. It's just I thought it was going to actually have a little bit more like oh I thought it was going to be kind of like a Pokemon game where it's like oh the cool there's RPG elements, you know what I mean? There's kind of like and it's like there's there's not really any of that. It's just you sort of build your house and you collect some monsters. 
And it's got kind of a little bit of Breath of the Wild kind of feel to it, you know, and a little bit of Elden Ring, which is not really my favorite either. Um, and in this process, that's kind of what you do. You just kind of build and collect. And yeah, it's not like there's like, you just not like you don't go to any gyms. There's no like overarching story or anything. I mean, I know it's like in a beta form, so I guess it's like a test run, but it's just literally a straight up survival game. Well, it's kind of like, um, what was the example I was going to make? Um, um, shit, I had something. I had something for that. Well, I'm just glad that it's something's given it competition, you know? Yeah. I'm just glad it's something, because like, even like the thing with Pokemon is like, yeah, sure, the game is still fun. We can be better by this point. There's something, there's something you said that I was going to add on to, but I just totally fucking blanked out, so I apologize. But, oh, the crafting thing, the crafting thing, yeah. What, what I fucking hate about the crafting shit is that, like, hey, so there's, like, three of these butterflies, and you gotta find these butterflies to, and this butterfly, you need to mash it up and then make it for this rare fucking item. I'm just like, fuck you. And even though yeah. I liked Arceus, Arceus had a few of that those things, and, like, it was just like, yeah. oh, look, you need to find logs. You need to find a log for this lady's fireplace. Like, okay, how many logs are there? There's, like, six in the whole fucking country. I'm like, that is fucking stupid. I'm so glad that <laughs> I could just look up a fucking map of where logs are because I cannot imagine. I mean, granted, the game was probably made with that in mind, but I cannot imagine being like 12 and wandering all over the map looking for a fucking log. There's only 12 in this giant fucking, you know, giant fucking world. So yeah, it's kind of like sometimes that shit, or even kind of like Riddler trophies, like in Batman, like that kind of shit. Oh, yeah. Like, like after a while it's like go get fucked like especially after like i think in arkham knight when you go and you solve the riddle the riddlers keep going and then and then he goes and he's like you you fight him for a minute after you kick his ass he's like yeah go fuck fuck you go find the rest of my trophies like oh my god are you fucking kidding me dude no no get, get fucked like so when they when i don't know that's i guess that's the thing there's that period like when fable first came out and they're talking about all the crazy things you can do and it just sounded like oh my god and the game came out you could do like maybe like not even half those things only a few of those things like yeah sorry we set our expectations a little too high there and then like now we're at that point where you do all that shit you could do like in what they're saying you could do in the first fable when that was coming out but now it's like uh, who gives a shit <laughs> really, well, yeah, really it's, it's weird it's that story. weird one yeah, you come like full circle back. Like, just give me a nice story in a linear gameplay that doesn't drag on. It actually is like all killer, no filler. I think that stuff's the one that a lot of times it's like, that's what I look forward to. Like, a good, I rather would have a good solid 10 hour long game, but there's no like drag period. Like, you know what I mean? It doesn't waste your time. It's like, it's all good. You know what I, I mean? Like, like, we're, yeah. I think kids a lot of times like really long games because you're only getting the game once in a blue moon even though nowadays it's probably different because all you have to do is get a Game Pass or PS Plus and you don't tell me you ran out of games yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's also at the same time, like I feel like, um, I don't know. I feel like um, a lot of open world games, there's still open world games I like, still open world games I play, but after a while it just feels like it, the charm of it's worn off a while ago. The, mon- the monotony of just kind of like, do the same five missions over and over and over. And part of you at first, that was enough just to kind of breathe it in and take it in. But 
just kind of loses its charm after a while. So um, going back to like Batman for a second, did you hear about all the, um, aside from being apparently being, I'm not sure if you've played it, but apparently um, aside from being a very like buggy looter shooter, did you hear about some of the other controversy about the uh, Suicide Squad game? No, I know that comes out like in a week or something like that. So the game's in early release. You can pay like a hundred bucks for the beta or whatever the fuck or early release of it. Yeah. And apparently, aside from just being kind of like um Fortnite-esque live like like service like games as a service looter shooter kind of gameplay. Um aside from that, do you I am like, well, I'm probably not going to buy this game when I heard that's what it's going to be. Do you mind if I do? Do you are you going to play it or are you going to like? I, you know, I don't think so. Like, it sounds weird. Like, I, I kind of looked at it and it, it feels weird to like. It's like, oh, it's a new Warner Brothers uh, DC game. You think I'd be all about this, but I'm like, eh, I don't know. The whole time I looked at it, just like, eh, I don't know. Well, yeah, you know, I. Here, here's the thing. Oh, should I cut you off? I'm sorry, man. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm just go off. for it. I don't think I was going any more farther. Um. So it takes place in the Arkham universe and it's called Kill the Justice League. So I'm like, all right, yeah. well, maybe something is going to happen where they reset time or do something like that. Or maybe you don't kill every member of the Justice League. But apparently, yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe DLC will come out and they change it. But yeah, you apparently kill the entire Justice League or the at least four big members of the Justice League. And um, that's that. And they kill Batman off like so anticlimactically and it's just like what the fuck like so like when they when they because Superman's not the final boss apparently Brainiac's final boss but before mm. you, but the way you bring down Superman I mean maybe they have kryptonite bullets you had to get in the earlier mission I don't know but they're just flying around shooting at him and he's shooting lasers and when he dies he just screams goes ah just like fires lasers in his eyes just drops to the ground dead and that's all it is <laughs> Like, just drops around dead. There's a fart sound. Yeah, exactly. And like then, like Kirby enthusiasm sound song plays or something. No, fucking Batman, and like fucking you know Flash, like Captain Boom. Like here's the thing: if it wasn't the Arkham verse, that'd be fine. And even if you killed off all the other members of the Justice League in the Arkham verse, that's fine. But if there's somebody you don't kill off in the Arkham verse. It's fucking Batman because we played as this Batman through so many games and we know this Batman more intimately and more better than other versions or iterations of Batman. So the idea yeah. that they just thought like, oh, it's going to be edgy. Oh, it's going to get the clicks. Oh, it's going to start controversy. Like, no, fuck you. Fuck you. You know what I mean? They, the, they, the idea that Harley Quinn is the one to kill fucking Batman the way she does. Like, it, it, don't me wrong. If this was like, if this was like its own separate continuity, separate universe, yeah. Chainsaw his head off for all I fucking care. But for it to be this Batman, this Batman that we played four games as, and we saw how overpowered he was. He was like Grant Morrison Batman combined with um, combined with animated series Batman with a little bit of like Scott Snyder Batman. You know, he was just like mm-hmm. all the like the best parts of all those Batmans. And the way they just like make you, he dies so anticlimactically. He gets his ass kicked. He's talking shit, and you know, because they're all mind controlled by Brainiac or whatever. They plop him down like on a bench, and he's talking shit to them. And Harley Quinn starts talking shit to him. And then just like after that, 
she pulls a gun out of his head, shoots him in the shoots him in the head, point blank range, and like time for us bad guys to go save the world now. I'm like, oh my fucking god, are you shitting me? Yeah, I know, that, I know what that Batman's capable. I've played four games of it. Yeah, that that's pander. That's almost like yeah, too pandering. I don't know. As I said, that game just never really caught my interest. The the first time, like I kept seeing it, and it's just one of those ones. Like I feel like I should, but I'm like, you know, I don't know. Especially now that, like, when I hear all that, I'm like, eh. That just feels like that's made for people who don't really like DC stuff, and that's the reason why they're gonna go after it because it's got all these weird, shocking things going on. And who knows? Maybe at the very end, it'll be like, it was all Brainiac's dream. Is Brainiac's like fucking laying in a little bed with fucking like a nightcap on and everything like that, <laughs> fucking looking in space, like cotton ball at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like cut the credits. Like one of the like maybe it has one of those kind of dumb endings too, which that doesn't really even help. That almost makes it even worse in a weird way. It makes it better and worse all at the same time. And I'm not too sure what's better, but um, yeah, it's just one of those ones. I'm like, I, you know, I hate to sort of say it, like, there's a crap ton of games coming out all like in like the next like two months. I'm like, that might just be one I have to skip. That, that's kind of how I feel. I'm like, you know what? I I, I got there, there. Looks like there's more interesting things coming out. Like, you know, yeah. Well, it's also just kind of like when I first heard of a Suicide Squad game coming out by Rocksteady, part of me thought like, okay, it's going to be kind of like I don't know why. I mean, I figured they'd all play a little differently. Apparently, they play slightly different, but they all shoot guns. Even King Shark and Captain Boomerang. Apparently, Captain Boomerang throws a boomerang for teleportation. That's about it. He doesn't really actually... Oh. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I mean, the idea of him throwing a boomerang and teleporting, that's cool. I like that. that that's a, yeah. I think that's a cool way to use him. But at the same time, I mean, it's in the, it's in the fucking name. Come on, you know? Yeah. But, like... I can even understand stand like a Gears of War style third person shooter and implementing yeah. different like abilities of those characters in different ways. And yeah, sure, like Killer Croc and uh, Killer Croc, um, uh, King Shark can still probably use a minigun or whatever. I don't know. I think there's a, in, but maybe more of a melee like emphasis on characters like him or Harley Quinn or something. But like, so I was like, okay, so like a third person shooter style with a kind of a rock steady style story that's cool all right they're like oh it's like a open world looter shooter and you're ki- you're not just killing the justice league which would be fine in the parallel universe but killing arkham justice league and arkham batman like get fucked no yeah it just feels like oh kevin conroy's dead so who cares it was actually that this happened before he died this was his um his um last performance as batman i think and, oh really? Um, yeah. So they're like, ooh. <laughs> you know? But at the same time, <laughs> I don't. You can't blame that. They didn't know he was sick or whatever. But you know. It's yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. As I said, it's one of those ones. Maybe it's one of those. At some point, give it the old college try when it's kind of cheap or something like that. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. As I said, that, that's just... one of those ones. It just seems like so, like, why would you... I'm not sure if, if any of the same creative team worked on that. I'm guessing maybe they're just like, well, people won't give a shit if we don't make it Arkham. You know, like, all right, well, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I that's almost what it sounds like. We're talking yeah, it sounds it, like so. controversy. Yeah, see, that's what I mean. It, it gets all us, you know, DC fans all riled up. So, I mean, like, obviously that part is working, but sometimes it's like, 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Because I say, like, I like the Gotham Knights one that came out, whatever, last year or whatnot, where you just played as all, like, the Bat Kids. You know what I mean? Like, that was cool. Like, I, I would have taken just more of that. Like, if it was like that, but just you played a Suicide Squad and it doesn't have to be ridiculously, like, just just be a Suicide Squad thing. Just, you know, just they go on a missions for Amanda Waller. Like, I, I don't know how hard that is, you know. And the idea of, like, because, I mean, I, the, the world, the way it looks, it still looks like, because I like the interpretation of the um, DC Universe through the rock steady lens like i like that but at the exact yeah. same time just the characterization the storytelling for that it's like oh that's fucking horseshit and the idea of like I, you could like i said you could totally kill the justice league you could even totally kill like the justice league and the arkhamverse because we never saw them we never we never yeah. met them so go for it it's just don't kill the character one character we played has for four games you know and then yeah. it's also combined with if it was just a separate universe, because I'm, I don't mind they kill Batman or he's even dead at the beginning of the game. I'm sure he comes back at the end or whatever. But like, even if Batman, whether he dies or stays dead or dies again, whatever, and Gotham Knight, that doesn't bother me because that's a separate Batman, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, in that one, I think he does come. He does come back in the end, if I remember correctly. So, which I kind of oh, assumed cool. exactly was going to happen. It was just one of those ones. Like, I, 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 had to, I had to put a test down for you kids to make sure you could handle shit if I actually had to step out for a day. Yeah. You <laughs> Looks like you all passed. <laughs> 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 yep, okay, Alfred, you're in charge now. Put the bat suit back on. <laughs> I just like him wearing that goofy, like, the goofy little mask he wore, like, in the um, 1940s movie serial where he just basically wore this little, like, kind of, like, domino-esque bat mask for when he whenever he like was like chauffeuring around like, like <laughs> okay do not vigilanteism today are we sir okay <laughs> yeah, so, 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 so nobody can recognize him <laughs> exactly but but yeah well yeah as i said it'd be, that, it'd be interesting to check out maybe once like all time has passed and so on and whatnot but uh yeah it's one of those ones like yeah, maybe maybe it will be good. Maybe it'll you know be kind of too weird. One of those ones, you know. But Which um, Suicide Squad or yeah, the Suicide Squad. Oh, that's God. what I was talking about. You know that game. You know, mm-hmm. but as I said, there, there's too many other things kind of coming out. I mean, you know, right now it's like okay, there's already Tekken Eight, the Prince of Persia games out. Um, you know, and then at the end of the month, it's like oh yeah, you got the Final Fantasy Seven Rebirth thing, which still kind of it's one of those ones like. Like it's well, I'm not. That's definitely not really like exactly my Final Fantasy kind of style, you know, because it's it's just it's like made for like the kids that grew up on Kingdom Hearts. Like that's why I've kind of that's why I've kind of come to the conclusion is Kingdom Hearts is the game that ruined RPGs because once that happened, that converted all the kids over from turn based to action RPGs, and then it never really went back. But at the same time, it's like. I'll still, I guess, give that Final Fantasy one a go. I mean, that the last seven remake is one of those ones. It was better than I thought it was going to be. I didn't think I was going to like it at all, and I did kind of play it. I was like, okay, it's not so bad. It's probably something that I'd never come back to. You know what I mean? It won't be like Final Fantasy seven, the original one that you can play over and over and over and over again. But I am sorry, interested to see where this one goes because now I think it's going to go kind of completely different and not be connected too much to the other variation of Final Fantasy seven. I think it's going to start doing its own thing. I wonder if they do some super edgy thing, like where they flip it on its head. We're like, no, we don't kill, we don't kill Aerith. We kill, we kill uh, Tifa or something like that. You know, like just. I I, I literally think it's gonna do something like that. I, I do not think Aerith's gonna die. I think they're gonna kill another character. You know, 
Maybe, I mean, like, it's, you know, maybe they killed Kate, so they'd be like, oh, and nobody's seen oh, the okay, care. Okay, cool. <laughs> like, no one's really <laughs> sad. Everyone's just kind of like, oh, oh, it is what it is, you know. <laughs> you know, one of those ones. But I, I have a feeling they're going to, that, or I think they're going to even, like, hold the death scene off to, like, way later. I think it's going to be, like, towards the end. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, wh- whoever does die, but... She died, like, roughly it... at, like, a little over the halfway point originally, or, like, the um, 75 No, it's like... Point. No, she dies at like the twenty-five percent point in like uh, oh, uh, Fantasy Seven. Yeah, it, it's oh, at wow. it's at the it's at the end of the first disc. Um, oh, okay. So like it's one of those ones where she's she's kind of dead early on, and I know that bothers some people. I remember how I was always that person like, oh, okay, it's not Tifa or Yuffie, fine with me. Let's keep going. <laughs> Don't wrong, I like Tifa more, but I'm just wondering if they're gonna do something like that to like just catch you off guard, you know? Yeah, I, I do. Th- I, I I do think there's gonna be something going on so as i said i'm interested to play it i mean, it's, it's definitely one of those ones we'll just kind of see like like anything if it was turn-based it'd be a probably an amazing game but you know i'll take the half-assed devil may cry whatever like you know i'm just i'm just i feel like it's once if you're gonna do an action rpg you might as well just hire the fucking devil may cry guys and have a good action game and then just throw in your final fantasy stuff on top of it that would be the the logical way to do it but i'm just imagining i don't mean to go back too far if they did do something like kill Tifa off like as soon as the game is released and as soon as like it's been like long enough to the point of like where enough people got to the point where she dies or whatever just uh-huh. people at Square Enix are just sitting in like their in their conference room they just hear like a like a rumbling like what is that <laughs> what is that and you see a tidal wave of like looks like just like a like 28 days later of like fucking weebs and fucking nerds with tifa body pillows <laughs> over their shoulders like how dare you like close the gates close the gates you know they just start firing at them. <laughs> they're, they're like the walls like <laughs> world war z <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like, yeah, the Eris fans are definitely like, you know, they they were sad and, and you know they let us know, but the Tifa fans are full of rage and anger. <laughs> <laughs> our queen, our queen. It's <laughs> <laughs> like fucking bees coming in and whatnot, but um, but yeah, no, there, there's 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 a bunch of interesting things kind of coming out, you know, soon. So we're gonna look forward to all that. See what the hell that new Final Fantasy is gonna all be about, you know. And then, um, yeah, I don't know. Go from there. As I said, the Suicide Squad one goes on sale at some point for pretty cheap. Or nowadays, it's like I almost feel like I hate sort of buying games because it seems like everything I ever ever buy, it's like, oh yeah, by the way, now it's free on PS Plus or Xbox Game Pass. Like, yeah, yeah, there it is. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like, yeah, I should just stop buying stuff because it's just gonna be on there quicker than I think about it. But yeah, yeah, sometimes sometimes the case with that, but yeah, it depends on the game too, though. Yeah, and generally, unless it's like a Nintendo game, like that's about it. Like all the other ones, it's like, God, they just they just appear on there at some point, you know, sooner than later. But I mean, that's not a bad thing. But it's just one of those ones. The story times, like, well, I bought that game. I never played it. It sat there in its case. I thought about playing it, and now I have it on PlayStation Plus. So I, yeah. the, it's it's just there for show. <laughs> Collector's item. Yeah, but um, but yeah. yeah, that's probably a good place to wrap all this good stuff up at. TheLittleManOrange.com for more podcasts, comic books like Pizza Boys, old animations, videos, and all that fun stuff. Till then, I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. And I'm Ryan Dunnigan. And we'll see you some other time. Later, folks. <laughs>